Listener Production. Created for expectant parents, new mums, new grandparents, or women thinking about becoming pregnant. This series guides you through the highs and lows of pregnancy, giving birth, and the complexities of parenting. Welcome to Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Midwife Kath. Brooke. We're talking high-performance professionals, high-performance individuals who have families. Mothers. How they they balance and how it impacts parenting. Yeah. None other (laughs) than the mother of all mothers. (laughs) What, the super mother? (laughs) The super mother. (laughs) A high-performance individual we all know of, Lydia Lassila. Um, She's a five-time Olympic representative for Australia. She's a gold medalist in 2010. Oh, and I hold my breath every time you jump off that very, (laughs) very, very. (laughs) And you're also um, known internationally for your gold medal... um, uh, jump, doing or achieving uh, a, was it a jump only having been achieved or jumped by men before? Yeah. Um, and that was at the Sochi 2014 Winter Olympics where um, I became the first female aerial skier to perform a trick that was reserved by men um, called the full double, full, full, a quad twisting triple somersault. Of course. Oh, you and, go. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. So that was nice. Um, to be that person because that was, you know, a goal of mine for so long yeah. um, ever since I started the sport and saw saw the men doing all these incredible somersaults, triple somersaults with multiple twists and seeing the gap between male and female aerial skiers. So I kind of made it my mission to want to close that gap and and um, be that person that was going to do it. And How so long that ago was, was that? That was in, in 2014. Okay. At the and Sochi how, Olympics. So how old's your firstborn? Six, okay. nearly seven. So you you had a child. I did. Oh, yeah. that just fills me with joy <laughs> that yeah. you did that, and you you were a mother, and and I taught you those twists and <laughs> <laughs> from way back. <laughs> and all those. Oh, I'm just so proud of you. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I look at you know after Vancouver, I won um, Olympic gold in Vancouver in 2010, and. I knew that I wanted to keep going as an aerial skier and as an athlete, mm. but I also wanted to start a family yeah. with my husband as well. And that was a joint decision that we made that I'd have a year off because you kind of got to, yeah. <laughs> unless you, you get of, the surrogate on board. And I kind of maintained fitness and nutrition throughout and obviously had a very healthy um, pregnancy. And, and how was how was pregnancy? It was... Um, Look, I can't say that I enjoyed it. Like mm. my mum always rambles on and says how wonderful she felt during all of four of her pregnancies. So it's whether that she's forgotten no, most of it. some women really. She really enjoyed it and embraced it. Yeah. Whereas me, I think because my body and I was so used to so long operating at such a like at peak performance, so, mm. you know, pretty... Pretty ripped all over, and we get obviously, that calf, right? you know, we know exactly I mean? what she's like, it was yeah. kind of me yeah. at peak performance, and then this kind of expanding, swollen <laughs> me, swollen me. And I'd look at my, I'd kind of be walking along the street and capture myself in the shop window and go, "Oh God, oh. that can't be me." <laughs> Just keep walking. Did you have any <laughs> uh, any pelvic pain or? I didn't. No, I was really fortunate. Both pregnancies were yeah. quite. Um, quite easy. You know, mm. I was able to exercise all the way through um, 
you know, the slight discomforts that you get with yeah. heartburn or whatnot and sleeping and tossing and turning and heaving this enormous mound which when over when you're turning over into bed. But other than that, I was pretty, really healthy. Um, I just didn't enjoy that body. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm barely an A cup in my bra and I was, you know, <laughs> double D and I'm like tiny, you know, and yeah, all of a are. sudden I've got these kahunas and yeah. didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> so, yeah, so I wasn't. You know, I didn't mind it, but I can't say I felt my best yeah, at peak performance. That's <laughs> it's okay, Kath, isn't it? If you if you don't actually enjoy that performance, there'd be lots of women who have. I mean, that that experience. Look, yeah, so yeah. many women really don't like pregnancy. It's like mm, they would have more children if they didn't have to do the pregnancy. I yeah. would I would go through pregnancy every day. I loved it. I was just blooming. Mm. Well, I, I loved certain aspects of it. You know, I loved you know obviously feeling. That this unborn baby, sure. you know, but, kicking and yeah. moving around and, and growing. And I was comfortable in my skin, but um, it was just kind of, you know, there's other things that happen. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. we've talked yeah, about we've it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, kinds of discharges from all <laughs> kinds know. of orifices. I know. <laughs> and, you know, it's uncomfortable and, um, yeah, just feeling, you know what it was? It's feeling heavy. Yeah. Not used to that. No. You're fi- you're used to feeling light and Fi- flying Light and springy. Welcome you know? to the world. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, that's what retirement's about for yeah. me, enjoying feeling heavy when I devour these cupcakes that yeah, are in front of me. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, absolutely beautiful. So being a, an elite athlete and then being pregnant and becoming a mother, you know, what's it like having that expectation of being, you know, like so good at a sport and, and doing so well? Being a mother, you know, it's just such a... A personal thing. You're on a level playing field with millions and millions and millions of mums out there. When I see, you know, Princess Kate and, you know, everyone, it's very equalising, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Mums are mums and some mums have more help than other mums. Um, Mm. Some mums probably feel quite alone, especially if you're a single parent. And I know for, for me, I had so much support because I was planning on going back to sport as a full time, you know, professional athlete. Um, I obviously needed that support mm. to, you know, obviously travel with our travelling circus yes. and, and 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 managing logistically, you know, this this um, not just me anymore, but our, child. Our, our child yes. and our tribe of people yes. that we're working and moving as one unit. So, you know, that that meant I'd obviously my husband Lowry was was right there and picking up um, some slack when when I couldn't. There, yes. you know, he was playing mum and dad, yes. and we share a very shared role as parenting. Um, and our boys see us that way as equal kind of roles, yeah. um, bringing them up. And everyone's got their own way and and of raising their kids and how they want to, you know, how they want their family unit to work. But I certainly pulled in that extra support I needed. My mum mm. there, and and I, I asked her mum, you know, I'm gonna, I am going for another Olympics. Yeah. Um, I do want to pursue my passions, but I also want to be a good mum as well and are you willing to come with me yeah. on this journey? And and she said yes and the same with my Aww. mother-in-law. So, But you know what, I think... And we had the best do. time. Oh, yeah, did I can you? imagine. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, whenever You're... I go on a training camp, yeah. I actually, my mum is better than taking my husband oh. because she, you know, she does my washing oh, and she, your mum's always she's fantastic. so, so good. She's so organised and, um, but you know, meals are ready and, yeah. and, you know, she speaks Italian to my boys so they've grown up speaking Italian and to her and, you know, that gift of an extra language and, um, 
Yeah, so you what know, she looked after me. Husband? He's Finnish, so the Did boys speak Finnish and Italian and, and English. English. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. And just as a woman, you know, even though you've got your husband having you know an equal part, which is amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Like to let me, you know, kind like because he's had to put. He has an IT company, and he's put his you know, business on hold at times or had to kind of scale it back so that I could, because we'd be away and so that I could kind of, you know, chase chase those dreams. And he's been completely supportive, um, really but incredible. We've talked to um, other parents and a lot of women do that too, don't they? Yep. You know, stop their career. Uh, yeah, or just delay just it or, yep. or take some hits. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and which is, um, it's not common for the guys to, to take a hit, so that's that's great. Yeah. Mm. Kath talks a lot about, and I have learned so much, uh, just about expectations. When people, you know, they're wanting to have babies and then they fall pregnant, they have mm. expectations and then all of a sudden reality hits and you realise they're unrealistic, like, you know, the, mm. the real life. The fantasy, yeah. Did you... Did did you have that same experience? Did you have expect? I mean, you're as Kath said, you're an Olympic athlete. You did you have expectations about how you would be as a mum about how the birth would go? Um, to a degree, a lot. Of, I suppose a lot was unknown, particularly for my first birth with Kai. Expectations also about you know me going back as an athlete. Some people would put their two bob in and say, "Well, you know, you're a mum now, don't you?" feel yeah. like you've got responsibilities and you're in a dangerous sport and don't you think you should be, be a little bit basically stop what you're doing because it's dangerous and be a mum. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, and there's some truth to that, obviously, but, um, you know, I'm certainly a very measured athlete and I understand the risks involved with my sport um, and, and always take a very measured and calculated approach. So those are risks that I always believed I could manage and... Mm. and um, yeah, I do believe you can kind of have it all. You can oh, still yeah. live your passions, you can still pursue a career and you can still be a good mum. But it's not as though you were taking up the sport for the first time. No, that's no. right, yeah. a veteran. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, expectations about the birth so or, or recovering from childbirth. I certainly had expectations, particularly about from, you know, my first child, Kai, because I did want to bounce back and come back to sport so, you know, I had this expectation of my body returning yeah. back to normal, um, which strangely it did. <laughs> you know, muscle memory is a yeah. fantastic thing. Um, what are we talking in, like, 10 days oh, or something? Or No. <laughs> no. And that is an unrealistic <laughs> expectation. <laughs> no. And, it, and you know, there's... <laughs> There's some people that may be right it back in their skinny jeans on day 10, but it wasn't me and it was a very measured again approach, but... Did I come back to peak physical form? Yes, yeah. within three to six months, you yeah. know, and, and that was my expectation. I yeah. knew that I had to, you have to be careful coming back from childbirth when you start introducing loads and weighted exercises yeah. and then adding impact, you know, yeah. like mm. what we do in yeah. aerial skiing. So, And did, did that mean not breastfeeding? No, I breastfed till did he you? was 13 months. Oh, wow, that's yeah. interesting because that does have a... An effect on your on your your body, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Getting and back to um, exercise, you mean, Kath? No, just with the the soft tissues and uh, and and laxity, know, laxity and things yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 So you know, I breastfed for a good year for both of them, and um, mm. which was I really enjoyed that. Actually, yeah. I really enjoyed because breastfeeding. That's the that's the part I was sort of digging for before, like that that high achieving, and then you have to go down to that. 
beautiful. Oh, it's so natural. Dude, that like beautiful for me, depth. it was really You need natural. that, don't you? You need that yeah. sort of beautiful yeah. closeness of a baby yeah. to give you that balance, Grounding. that beautiful mm. balance with motherhood because yeah. you, you, you're you up there the highest of the high achievers and I think as a mum, you um, that closeness of a baby on you, breastfeeding and, and oh. giving the milk is just lovely, isn't it? Yep, it's kind of making me a little bit clucky. I know I don't want to go for a third. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> oh, you could just keep going forever. But yeah, look, I, I think um, ex- I had, I certainly had some expectations about birth because mm. I was worried about, you know, what if? Okay, so what are the recovery times? But you know, cesarean versus um, a natural birth. Yeah. Um, you know, how long is it going to take? And from talking with um, my obstetrician, obviously cesarean would put me back a little bit. So my expectation was to try and avoid that at all costs. And so, um, which we did, which was, which was fortunate. And, um, but I think the birth itself actually surprised me quite a lot. How? Um, I didn't actually, it's weird because I research a lot of things and I, and, and as an athlete, I'm really on to what I'm doing and in control. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, not that I wanted to be in control of the birth, but I put all the control into my obstetrician's hands and I found myself on my back on a bed strapped to monitors. Mm. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And, you know, I had like the um, antibiotics in one yeah. hand, monitors around, and I, all I wanted to do was move, like yeah, get up. up. But yeah. I was kind of told to stay put, and mm. which was so weird now that I've had a second child and you were active. No, yeah. um, I did a calm birth class yeah. and and that and birth was completely yeah. different. And I was, you know, minutes away from having a cesarean with, with Kai until I almost kind of wheeled my cervix yeah. to open. <laughs> open and dilate now. And I remember like just pushing my belly down and like, no way, this is coming out. We're <laughs> going to get this done. But um yeah, so really different experiences. So coming into the second birth when I'd done this calm birth class and understood what our bodies are supposed to do and how you react to um, fear, like what happens when you feel fear and adrenaline kicks in and you kind of tighten up shop, right, and yep. um, how to relax that and, and go with the fl- flow and, and go with the birth and see it as a, you know, it's this amazing natural phenomenon yep. that that um, we're experiencing and um, moving around and finding comfortable position and saying, you know what, no, I'm not getting induced. Yeah. I said no. Yeah. No, yeah. no thank you. And I'm and going to let this, I'm in labour, so yeah. let me have the baby. Yeah. And I didn't see a doctor at all for my second birth. And, you know, there's. I've been in every sort of birth Every sort of birth, and I can imagine. <laughs> Actually, I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I I set up birth centres and have been involved in um, natural birth for a long, long time. And it it the most beautiful thing about childbirth is is letting a woman birth mm. and letting her go. And um, it's <laughs> it's it's really quite empowering. And that's where I learned my craft by yep. just watching women. Yep. And the best, the best thing to do is is just don't touch, you know. Yeah. And, and, and we were, 
you know, it was it's it's really it's really easy to interfere, and there's a lot of interference mm. these days. It's a it's to do with our society, and it's yeah. to do with impatience, and it's to do with you know whatever. Yeah, and, I and, felt like I was being told what to do, you yeah. know, for my first birth, and being a good student and athlete, I always do what I'm told. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, yeah. I do it. And, and there's a lot of fear around Lydia. There's a lot of fear around you know. I'm still born, and and sure. what's going to happen to you when you have to do this? And 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 women respond to that, mm. um, and, uh, and 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 it takes a brave woman to stand up to the medical profession. I can tell you that mm. a very brave person. Well, I'm fascinated. To, to you said that your second child, you didn't see a doctor when you when you went not you... in the birth. No, not at all. Wow. So I saw. Obviously, um, I actually went through the half private, half public system for my second birth. So I had my child at the had Alec at the women's. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was completely off the planet there. I was like... And you thought you were out in the past. I did. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, was like, you know, I did go and see... And I saw my obstetrician throughout the pregnancy. Yes. But um, I was just so much more clued up yeah. after doing that calm birth course that I knew that being induced was kind of, you know, it's 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 not... It's artificial. So it can, yes, it's going to bring on contractions, but what does that then do to my body? Like, is it going to shut down and tighten up? And am I going to get scared? Am I going to. The other thing is that that, that the hard thing about labour is, and it's it's like children and it's like so many things, the the best thing about labour for for, for women listening is that second labour is the best labour to have, the second child, because the body is. Has has laboured before, and yeah. again, what we're talking about that muscle memory and, yeah. and the the body remembers. It's the most efficient, beautiful yeah. labour. And women, that's why so many women have a baby by the side of the road yeah. because they've it's laboured before. So they've laboured yeah. before, and they think, oh, well, I have this is nothing for what I went through the first time. Yeah. So they stay at home. Go, this is nothing. The body goes like boom, yeah. crack into labour. Um, yeah. It's a pity that so many women have a bad labour the first time that they have to go yeah. and not have to, because calm birth's fine, is absolutely terrific and, and it gives, it empowers women and that's it's what we another, want to have. It's just another bit of information too it's that information. you've got. And, yeah. it's, and it's like hypnobirthing, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's not the be all and end all. I it's didn't active. breathe my baby out. Okay, but but it gave me it gave me more information. Yeah, yeah, and it is active birth. And it's that's, active birth. It's it's really important that. Women have that yeah. tool yeah. because, um, and this is what I used to fight for when I was in my twenties, in in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Because when I started midwifery, what I hated the most were, was women put to bed, yes, and cut de cut yeah. de cut de cut on their backs. Stop it, cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it was it was horrible. Yeah. And you know what? It's not much bloody better. No. Sometimes. No. Now. Yeah. And women, you've got to stand up like Lydia's saying and just, you know. But you don't know what you don't know. So that's why I think it's important to have all the information because you might not be getting the whole picture from your obstetrician. So, so had, you might not, you know, you seek more information. And that's kind of how I approach, you know, sport as well. I've had some severe injuries where. You know, medical pro- professionals have said, Lid, it's just how it's going to be. You're always going to have pain in this knee or in this back. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go and ask someone else <laughs> and seek a second opinion until exactly. you find the answer so, that you're going to want to hear, yeah, you yeah. know. And look at me, I'm in perfect health, like yeah. at 36 after five Olympics. Yeah. So 
I always believe that you should seek a second opinion. I agree opinion. with you 100%. And also, you know, it's not, it's, it's, you know, going to a doctor and having them say, this is the only way to do it. Mm. Like my way is the only way mm. to do it. Again, it's like having your child sick or having having anything with your body. It's, it's yeah. one person's idea is not the only way it should yeah. be done. And I agree with you totally. And understanding the birth process, you know, yeah. what what hormones and, and chemicals are flowing through your body and what actual physiological effect they are having. And yep. that explains a lot of things, you know. And so if, with that information, I was able to go into my second birth realising, no, I'm feeling contractions, okay, I'm not in full-blown labour yet, but I'm, I'm labouring, I don't need to be induced. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this my way and sure enough, five hours later of it was awesome yeah. and I didn't have a Panadol, you know. Good for so, you. Like it, yeah. So it was really empowering, and I think because I because I knew more, and I knew enough yep. to just say, okay, I'll do what you tell me to yep. do. No, I'm actually going to do it this way. Yeah, so, great. and you had um, all the midwives and the and the nurses. Yeah, and I had the... one, yeah, midwife with me, and she was fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, she just. And what was did right you name your second son? Alec. Oh, lovely. <laughs> was he yeah. the little fellow that who went with you to the last Olympic? Kai. Kai. Yeah, he's, okay, he's, he's the one that fell yeah, asleep. He's, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Six and yep. Yeah. Dozed off, poor thing, was a bit jet lag. Yeah. Good, good thing because mummy didn't do so well there. Oh, well, you did. I'm you not need like, to cut that out. <laughs> Amazing. But oh. that's all right. I've done well in the past. So I appreciate oh, those a little bit more now. No, um, you're amazing. Absolutely amazing. I just think you are amazing. Uh, and you ca- you've got to say that to yourself every back day. Back at you, Kath. Oh, oh, no. What about expectations as a, you know, as you just made the comment then, you're like, I didn't do this so well. I mean, you're an Olymp- you're representing Australia at the Olympics. It's pretty damn fantastic. We all, you know, we're all enamoured. Do you self-expectations ever translate? I mean, it's a terrible question, but do you ever have maybe higher expectations of boys? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and you've got to be careful there because you've got to let them live their own life, their own passions, find what makes them, their heart sing. So, and um, they might not be interested in, in structured sport. Like sometimes I ask Kai, he's like, or people ask Kai, would you ever want to, he's six now and he understands what mm. I do and have done in the past. And he's like, would you ever want to be an aerial skier? And he's like, hmm, maybe I'd like to coach. And I'm like, good answer, son, good answer. You know, and you just got to let them, I try find, and expose yeah. them to all different kinds of sports, um, find what they enjoy doing. And, and, you know, he loves to be active, but whether he's going to enjoy a sport doesn't I mean don't know to but do it doesn't it. Yeah, matter no. you know and and that's where you've got to kind of be careful not to be that I don't, I don't think I'll ever be a pushy parent I didn't have pushy parents um which was great because mm. the desire and the drive came from me and that's what you want so how did you get into your sport um I I was a gymnast before um and then I retired <laughs> at 17 <laughs> for the first time <laughs> 17. and um and was looking kind of for a new challenge and um, was approached by the Olympic Winter Institute who were trying this pilot program, this kind of guinea pig program really of recruiting ex-gymnasts and seeing if they could convert them to aerial skiers. So wow. they rang me and I kind of didn't know anything about the sport. I hadn't skied before. Gymnasts to aerial yeah, skiers. Yeah. So that blows my brains <laughs> well, out. Well, the, the world was foreign to me, mountains and snow. Like I grew up at the beach, you know. And jumping off that bloody thing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it looked good to me, Kath. Yeah. <laughs> Little did I know. Do, do you ever have fear? Is yeah. there any, you do? Every day, yeah. 
Yeah, every every jump, there's some element of fear and perhaps some uncertainty. But so there's do also you have adrenaline. Like, is there? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just operating at, at a different level, and the only kind of thing I can, um, I guess, have a you know compare that to is some childbirth. Really? Because yeah, I think so. See, that's easy that's, for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where you're out of your body almost, sure, yeah. you know, and you're experiencing. Um, you know, that pinpoint focus on one thing else. Nothing else around you really matters. Yeah. The world stops around you and you're in this kind of moment and that's called in the zone in sport. But it's also, I think, very similar to when you're labouring and yeah. during childbirth yeah. and you're just going to get it done and you're yeah. going to find a way to get it done. Yeah. And you find strength that you don't realise that you've had oh, wow. or you've got. And everyone's got it. Oh, yeah. But gotta- I use it on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm testing it on a daily basis, you know, through sport or yeah. was. And you don't know how strong you are until you test yourself. Well, we, we've been talking to parents and people and cats experience fatigue and I wonder how you've all gotten through fatigue, but Kath just says you, you just do it. Well, well, you, you just, just got to get that. it done. Yeah, you just do that. You drag yeah. yourself out. It's mm. not easy. Did you have, you struggled with of sleep, of course? yeah. And I'd have barely any sleep and have to get up and go and jump off these silly jumps. Well, that's different to going to work. <laughs> it's a little bit different. It's a little different. But it's, you know, those are the days where I'll be, you know, to my coach, I'm like, look, I've only had probably three, three hours. hours so let's just see how we go, but it might yeah. be a light day. <laughs> Jumping off. Can we jump off the little mountain today? <laughs> or um, actually I've got to go in because my boobs are throbbing and I'm starting to leak. So I'm going to go. down. <laughs> I'm not jumping down. Yeah, I'm just letting down and if I don't go in, I'm going to piss myself. So let me go now. And they're like, what? Because they've never had, you know, I was one of the first mums on tour. So some of the coaches, um, luckily my coach was a dad and he was like, just giggled. (laughs) He just laughed. Okay, you go now. (laughs) Enough. You're talking. In you go. You're done. (laughs) Did you have fear for your children? You know, mm. like oh, I have fear all the time when they're climbing on monkey bars. I'm like, oh, don't know. Do but it. when you were doing that, oh. ma- I'm still on the mountain, darling. Yeah, so I'm okay. still Marie Von Trapp. I'm up all on right. the mountain. But do you, did you know when you were jumping? Do you fear for your children? Like do no. You worry? no, 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 no. It's um compartmentalizing. Right. Okay. Keeping everything in its boxes. Yet you're freaking out when they're climbing the monkey bars. Yeah, because that's me. Worrying about Lydia, them. the mum. Yeah. Watching them at the park. I'm going, don't do that. That's stupid. Do they ever yeah. turn around and go double standards, mum? <laughs> yeah, seriously. They're like, no, <laughs> you're on the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. what, are, what are your parents? Um, totally what do your parents standards. think? Oh, poor things. I'm going oh through hell. That, they they you know, must they... have a permanent brown paper bag. <laughs> that they're just, I've got a brown paper bag. And, yeah. I, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, mum stopped coming to events because she just gets too nervous and she'd break out in cold sores and I'd be like, mum, oh, you're nervous? She's like, no, mom. no, I'm no. not nervous. Just, you know, just and yeah. Just so, a few cold sores yeah, up my yeah. yeah, and Poor love. So I don't think she ever really particularly enjoyed watching um, live. Obviously no. she enjoyed watching. The replay. When I won. win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're kind of, you know, obviously really proud, but they didn't come from any structured sport either. So as a kid they didn't really understand where this drive came from and what to do with it. So um, 
it was kind of, yeah, always been a kind of a self-push and they've been always just really supportive. Mm. Do you think that's genetic or is it or is it environmental, that drive? that? Oh, I reckon it is genetic um, you- because both mum and dad have a massive motor in terms yeah. of my dad is a workhorse yeah. and he will go all day, all night like yeah. a diesel motor, yeah. you know, and he's a builder and he's just got this amazing ability to keep chugging and and going. and going, yeah. and I'm very similar in that way. I can handle massive loads and still maintain focus. Yeah, and which then is hard to do. St- what do you do when you stop? Do you drop? Yep. Yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I used to. Well, as an athlete, I started off that way because I did believe you know you work hard and you get what you want. You work hard, you get what you want. But I got injured a lot because mm. I pushed hard when times I should have been resting or, or and I pushed through injuries when and it just made them worse. So mm. I learned to be a bit smarter th- the hard way um, and so now I don't. I train a lot smarter. I do less numbers and um, if I feel a niggle coming on, I address it straight mm. away and I'm kind of really in tune with that stuff whereas before I'd let myself just blow up and that's kind of like my dad does. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. And my mum is, is quite similar. You know, she'll, yeah... Often as kids, I remember her, um, you know, she had four kids and she'd be up till all hours doing ironing and washing and then making dad's lunches and then making four kids' lunches and just mm. get it done, mm. you know, and so, so with, very little sleep. With, um, with the boys, how did you look at routine as far as like sleep? Especially if you're travelling around the world. Mm. We are, no, we don't have routine. Yeah. We're very loose yeah. on that department and because of that fact that we travel a lot, we, you know, you're in hotels, you're in different environments, you've got jet lag to deal with, you can't tell a two-year-old to stay up and just yeah. wait another till it's 6.30 and then you can go to sleep yeah. or give him a Red Bull or a coffee. Like, <laughs> they, you know, they're going to sleep when they want to sleep and they'll sleep for as long as they want to and you kind of got to spend a few days to get them back on the on the time zone. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we I think we live a very, almost a very um, Mediterranean kind of schedule yeah. where we our kids aren't in bed at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. They're in bed at more like 9, yeah. 30, 10. Yeah. But they get up and they manage. Yeah. You know, they and can manage. Th- that suits your life. Suits us. Yeah, And that right. means we can go out at night, we yeah. can socialise and go yeah. out for dinner and I'll know that they're not going to be ready, they'll be okay. Yeah. And yeah, so that and, suits us. And and what about what about food? As far as you know, introducing food and and you know, like a routine with that. Do you were you strict with that with your boys? No, no. it just kind of as soon as they showed interest in food, I was yeah. like, "Yep, try that." Yeah, that's what. No, don't like that one. Well, we'll try this one again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have this one. And you know, I wasn't kind of picky with that those kinds of things. I didn't start on sweet things. Yeah. That was one thing I didn't do. I started on very bland, like they say you should. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Things I kind I've... of avoided actually the fruits first mm. to get them hooked on that sugary kind of banana oh. flavour and pe- and just the really sweet mm. fruits. Um, and I went more for avocado and mashed veg first and things like that. And then I started introducing the fruits just because oh. I've got this thing about I just didn't want them to... Look, they had a bit of fruit in there, but I just didn't want them to want the sweet stuff and not the savoury. And what about now? How's it panned out? <laughs> well, one of them is a complete sweet tooth, Alec, <laughs> but Kai is definitely savoury, hates I, sweets. I think, that is, I think that's a genetic thing too yeah. with each child. Yeah, For sure. Uh, my, the way I introduce food to children is 
from the ground. Like yeah. whatever comes from the ground, you know, it's it's earth. Yeah. You know? So yep. It's just yeah, that's going, pretty much the root vegetables, yeah, that's mashed right. up carrot, yeah. which I thought was a bit sweet. Pumpkin was a little bit sweet, yeah. but not as sweet as your pears and your bananas right. and yep. your mangoes and very yeah. mashed up, you know. And I didn't ever buy um, kind of any processed, ready-made vegetables or fruit packets or anything like yeah. that. It was always just... So what about when you're, when you're travelling around the world? What took an avocado with, on the plane. Yeah. They loved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can Anything of tuna, mixed it. it with the avocado, <laughs> in you go. <laughs> you know. And and it's it must have been really difficult to travel with kids, was it, or because you had support with um, you? Oh, it's not easy because, you know, when you're travelling alone on a, on a long haul, all you want to do is have a glass of wine and put your noise-cancelling <laughs> headphones on and watch a movie, right? But with kids, you're up, you're down, you're yeah. out of the bassinet, you're in, you're up and down the aisles when they start walking and that's oh, really that's a, hard. Yeah. But the way I see it is like, okay, it's just a day lid, you yeah, know. It's just it 24 hours, you just get it done, you it's can sleep when you, you get there. That's yep. right. So, and you just kind of laugh about it, you yeah. know. Do you think the irregularity of like the travelling and stuff? Do you have you ever seen that like impact to like their behaviours or anything? I wonder. Or is it just like I think part it's and parcel? Just made just them really tolerant. Yeah, I think they they can cope in a lot of different situations. That's great. They're yeah. um, really good in you know socially um, because they've been immersed in so many different cultures. Um, and, and people of various ages and communicating with kids that don't speak their language and yeah. you know what I mean? So I think um, they've learned how to communicate really well with um, various ages. And also um, your husband from, he's from um, Finland. Finland. yeah. That's a, like a different culture too and a very, very gentle sort of um, group of community aren't they very yeah very measured yeah but sensible (laughs) yeah it must that must rub off on children to having um just seeing the world my mother my mother uh, was her whole theory on life was travel travel with your children it's a gift take them out of school yeah like Travel. They'll learn it later and what they'll learn on the road and in their travels is... Um, is education. It's it's an education in itself and that's something I value and yeah. I'm really glad we've done it. You know, we've, yeah, it can appear to be a bit of a travelling circus from the outside but we've enjoyed it. But it's, 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 you, it's been great. It's you and your husband having that foundation there to, yeah. to, to be the constant. And being open to it. Yeah. And because we're not routine people yeah. or we've avoided being, yeah. we're flexible, yeah. you know, we're adaptable. And, and not being stressed about it not, either. Let, well, that's know, it because if, if you don't stick to routine, then you get stressed. Yeah. So, so then you're you not going to go be, anywhere. <laughs> and, you, and you seriously cannot be in a routine with what you're doing. Like, no. Yeah, you, no, you, and you can't be. You can't. And, you know, my training times differ. They might be morning, they might be night, depending on where we are in the world. You know, we've got World Cups during the day, World Cups at night. You know, it'd be kind of impossible to, yeah, to, to rep, replicate a day Day to day, yeah. Like it's so. Just what changes. about when you're back here in Australia now, and you've retired from yep. Olympics, That's enjoying my retirement? Are you <laughs> I am drinking every it. night. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> wine and cheese. Yep. <laughs> and so, what? What's? What do you train or what do you do? I do, and just you know, I just keep active. I love to surf a lot, and that kind of fills the void of that missing buzz that I got with sport, you know, because it's something new. There's a bit of adrenaline involved. There's thrill in that. So Sharks. Sharks. That that was, <laughs> yeah, the other day I thought there was a shark in the water because someone on the beach oh. was going, ah, 
and they were just waving to get their friend oh. in the water. And oh, I was really? swimming. I was paddling in. I'm like, oh, that's a shark. I bet you you're wishing you were back like on the mountain. I such an idiot. When I was She's like, now oh, a swimmer oops. for the 100 metres. <laughs> I was on a board. I was moving fast. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But, that, you know, we live down the coast in Lawn and it's a beautiful, beautiful lifestyle place. down there. So yeah. there's lots of uh, getting into trail running and just enjoying the nature and the bush down there. It's, it's just amazing. And you loving it? I love it. Yeah. And we're active with the kids, you know, yeah. they love going in the skate park on their bikes and, yeah. you know, we go, we call it adventure walks and collecting treasures and that could just be in the bush, just 15 metres away or yeah. down at the beach and collecting shells and looking under rocks and, yeah, so the lifestyle is just fantastic. Yeah, that's great. So, so that keeps you fit. So you don't have a routine as such as for your for your training now. No, I and enjoy yoga yeah. and I enjoy lots of different things. I don't really want to be in a gym anymore. I've got I bet zero desire to. God, some, I'm over you it. know sometimes, but it's not really. Yeah, where I want to be. No. I like to be outside while I can. And and I've seen on your Instagram that beautiful view you have and when you're doing your yoga. It's just yeah, it's beautiful. It's not bad, is it? It's so not it's hard bad. to feel bad about yeah. that. So it's a nice place to yeah. enjoy and being active. And for the boys too. And um, mm. like a nice place to parent, you know, the with the lifestyle you have. Yeah. Because, you know, it's... It's different, and it's and that's what parenting is about. You you need to have, you need to have a commitment to how you're going to parent. Yeah, whether and the lifestyle you want. The you, lifestyle it's want. a choice. Yeah, it is a it's choice. Not, no one's forced into anything, and nope. we and choose to you know run our own businesses, and we do that from our computers at home, yeah. so that we can be more with our kids. Yeah, um, we can still run a business from home, and we get to live in the place that we want to yeah. live in. So. It, you can engineer your life to 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 suit the lifestyle that you want. So I suppose you really can have it all, but you've, yep. you've got to have the support. You the just got to well, you got to do the work too. It's just not going to come from nowhere. You've got to have um, obviously a solid foundation, whether it's a good idea or a good product or business model um, that will work. Um, it's funny because I've actually never had a job other than running mm. my own business because I've always been an athlete and on the road so we couldn't hold down part-time work and so I've never known the security of nine to five I've never known what it's like to get a paycheck every yeah, week amazing and so for me it's mm. not a risk to start a business no. <laughs> you no, know I'm I, not exactly I, risk adverse if you look, look at yes, what I do yes. for a sport so <laughs> it's not a risk for me to start a business whereas people are frightened yes. by that yeah. thought of well, but that means I have to leave my job and then yeah. I don't have money coming in. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I've never known that what that feels no. like. So, yeah. yeah. That's that's what we were talking about before. Did you? Absolutely. And it was your um, your decision to have children, and Kath touched on it at the beginning, was it simply that as well? Like I'm, I'm just, I'm ready for motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yep, doing that. This is this is the did stage you, of life that I... You had I'm, to plan it between Olympics, though. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. So it was kind of go time after the Olympics and <laughs> had bingo, bango, and here we are. <laughs> Dingo, dango? Yeah. <laughs> and that happened both times. So it kind of went Olympics, baby, Olympics, baby. And, amazing. you know, that's, that's pretty good. Like That's amazing. I was, you know, really, yeah, we're fortunate. So um, that it worked out and it fit and no in. no more babies? 
No, How we're good. Now? 36. <gasps> oh, gorgeous. Yeah, so, um, and I'm really happy. Yeah, I'm happy with boys. I grew up with brothers, so. Beautiful. Don't give boys me a girl. Like, I don't know what to do. Boys are beautiful. <laughs> you yeah. know, and I'm really happy. They're so uncomplicated. And they're uncomplicated and they're energetic yeah. and, you know, and, and I think two is good for us and because we do want to keep travelling. So yes. you've got, you know, one each at an airport. You know, and that's how we see it. And you know, you can still fit in a normal car, and you can, you know, otherwise you're getting minivans. And and we, that's how we see it. You might have twins. Well, you could have twins, and then we're (laughs) completely screwed. We're not going anywhere (laughs) for twenty years. (laughs) Well, exactly. You're gonna have to get a mini bus, and yeah. So yeah, so we yeah, you make choices. We want to continue to live this lifestyle and travel the world and see places and we have to because half of our life is over in Finland, you know, and we've got grandparents yeah. over there and um So do you travel I Yeah, we're there every year yeah. and sometimes twice a year. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. You can have it all, Kath. You can have it it's all. It's possible. You it's can find a way. Hard work and support. Yeah, yeah. it is. You guys had the big, big. You do emphasis need a team. Support thing. No, you, you're no, right. It, it has to be it, support. You, you, you do need a you, team. You need the village. Yep. And I always talk about the village, and I've been a, a strong supporter. We talked about that oh, um, yeah. another time yep. with with um, with another mum, and and it's you can't you just can't parent without the village. No. And. Uh, we, you know, when you're talking about how great it was to have your mum with you, yeah. you know, there's nothing like your mum when no. you've had a baby. No. You know, there's, it's they just get you. And they get you, yeah. yeah. And, and they know what you need. They, and don't, they, yeah. they know when to not push your buttons. Yeah. You yeah. can just tell them to shut up. I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to a lady um, today and she said um, her mother-in-law was doing something like, you know, reading too many books to her little yeah. one before she went to, or sh- you know, showing her a podcast on, uh, showing yeah. her a, a, a little um, a story. And on it's the, a little things that tick you thing. off. And I said, do you feel like you can say something to her? And she said, not really. I said, what about if your mother did it? She said, I tell her straight away. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It is different. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, blame me. Just say I told her that it's not <laughs> no, appropriate. it is different. Yeah. And I found moving down to Lawn and being in a smaller country community town. Yeah. Um, you do have that village feeling. Oh, I, I have to agree. I haven't been to Long, but I grew up in a country town, and yeah. I, it's just that sense of community and oh. everyone looking out. You couldn't drop a chip packet on the street. Yeah. Some stranger saying, "Boy, arrogant." Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yes. It's like exactly. To, it's like going to a Catholic school. Jesus. Yeah, but I it's mean, also Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, hey, um, you know, you ring up a friend and go, "Look, I'm running late. Can you grab my kids from the school and bring right. them home?" You yeah. know, and yeah. you just can't really do that. In yep. a big city. No, people um, do that to you too. Like if, yeah, if of they're, course, they're vice versa. Like to, yeah, yeah. Exactly. and you, you bring, you know, we're always bringing kids home from yep. school and then sometimes they're, they're, I come home from school, pick up empty-handed because yes. <laughs> yes. they're like they've already organised their play date and they're off there. And I'm mm. like, okay, that's, yeah, that's right. That's good. And it's good because, you know, one parent can say, okay, I'm going to take kids on a group bushwalk. You know, anyone else wanted interested and we'll just band together and go. Or, Amazing. Yeah, so I think that's um, living in a small town has has been a big shift in yeah. feeling that community, that village kind of yeah. lifestyle. Thumbs up lawn. Yeah. Go well, lawn. Beautiful lawn. Yeah, anywhere along the surf coast. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a pleasure to live Victoria's there. beautiful, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in and um, sharing all your highs and highs. Yes. <laughs> oh, there's been lows, Kathy. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've all had lows. and yeah, there's been several. The, the, the lows are hard. And, and I, I think, you know, when we were talking about breastfeeding before, I think that's that does they they the breastfeeding helps the lows, doesn't it? You know, like yep. just bringing your baby towards you and 
It helps you when you're down because you get you must get so high. Uh, yeah, but know, also with- just bringing life perspective and what's important to you. Mm. You know, like having kids completely changed my outlook on on professional sport. Um, it, yes, sport was something that I was driven to do and that I loved to do, but it wasn't everything anymore. Mm. It was something. It was a hobby. And that happened. It became instantly. a hobby instantly. Yeah, you- it became. This is what I'm passionate about doing. So I'm, and I've only got a small window to do it. So I'm going to do it for as long as I can. But my priorities are my family. My family, and yeah. that's and you how have it one is. shot at doing that. Well, that's it. That's a that's yep. an important. Yeah. yeah. When yep. when you just said you had you lows, do you mean parenting lows? Or? No, I had sporting lows mm. and injuries predominantly, and you know everyone goes through troughs, yeah. and you know not 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 knowing whether. It was a good idea to come back or not after having a baby and, you know, of course there's lows in parenting yeah. but mm. I don't think I my lows dipped too low. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's some days where you completely feel overwhelmed and that you've got a lot on your plate and it just seems impossible to get everything done but I think I've got some coping mechanisms from sport that help mm. me get through that mm. and just say, okay, what's the most important thing on the list today? Yeah. <laughs> and let's just try and do one thing yeah. and celebrate that. And that's to get through you know? the day. Yeah, and that's yep. to get through the day and then tomorrow's a new day and you can make a new list and you can see how far you get. Yep, it yeah, is, it is hard. Yep. Get to the end of the day. You always say, Kath, don't you? Absolutely. Get through that day. Very important. <laughs> Thanks so much, Thanks, Lydia. guys. This has been Birth, Baby and Beyond with midwife Kath Curtin. Executive producer is Brooke Carrigan. Audio production by Darcy Thompson and music by Matt Nikolic. Listener.